my name is Ellie Isherwood, I am a personal trainer and I decided to create this podcast so that I could make a space where I could talk fitness, feelings and feminism. This week's podcast is about mental health, but mainly my mental health. And I'm just going to apologise beforehand because I'm suddenly really giggly and (laughs) obviously it's not mental health. It is. I've had a lot of sugar today and I think it's a lot of nervous laughter because obviously I'm going to be sharing a lot of personal stories about myself and um, I mean it is only, I'm only talking about my mental health and I feel like that's not really, you know, it might, well I don't think it's frowned upon as such but anyway that's what we're discussing today. My mental health. Where do I begin? So, <laughs> so I would say, I, I I don't know if I'd say I've always been anxious, but I've always had anxious tendencies like at different points throughout my life. So um, I feel like I'm just painting a proper picture of my life here today. The year's 2000, <laughs> but it is, it's like back when I started school, I'd say that's like my first memories of feeling anxious and not, of, not over what you'd like particularly think, but mainly over um, death, which I'm aware is quite heavy and morbid to just throw in there in the first two minutes of a podcast. But that is one of my main anxieties actually. And that has been around for as long as I, as long as I can remember, I've been very anxious about death, about myself dying, about people around me dying. It's just something that I've always, struggled with really and I know a lot of people are probably listening to this thinking well obviously everybody's afraid of dying Ellie it's like human instinct but I think when when anxiety is evolved it kind of makes things illogical and irrational so this isn't just your standard being afraid of dying that like is built into our brains this is I can't go a day without worrying about death um, as I get older I, wor- I still worry very much about people around me dying that has always been a constant but I'd say the older I get I worry even more about myself dying and just old age creeping up but yeah it does it get it gets to the point where it can feel a bit overwhelming so that that is in a nutshell my first type of anxieties and then I'd say that just stayed a constant forever so like I'm 25 now which makes me feel, I know there's people older than me listening to this that think, shut up Elliot, what I'd do to be 25. And then there's probably people listening to this that are younger than 25 and think, Jesus, that's old. Well, I hate it, I don't enjoy being 25. But anyway, that's um, another tale for another day. But even at the age of 25, I still have like little rituals when it does come to like my anxiety around death. And it's as daft as like, I can't go to bed without saying night night love you to my mum and dad like even if they've done my absolute head in all day I can't go to bed without saying it because naturally I think that if I don't they're gonna both die in a sleep and I'll have to live with the burden of the guilt of not saying night night love you for the rest of my life and I'm very aware that like this has been quite a dark first couple of minutes for a podcast but I am actually okay. This isn't a very public cry for help or anything like that. I am just exchanging my own anxieties 
because somebody could listen to this and think oh my god like I, that's how i feel so that's the point and purpose and then i'd say so that state that's always been around and then i'd say i was fine throughout school like i wouldn't really say i suffered from a mental health not knowingly anyway suffered from a mental health and then it was more like i went and done camp america and had like the time of my life and i think everybody that has traveled or done anything like that for like a long period of time naturally gets depressed when they come home and that is nothing to do with the people that they've come home to or the fact of being home i put it down to you come back home and everything's changed but nothing's changed at the same time so like i went and met like two of my best friends while i was over there and you go and spend a summer with them have such a laugh experience so many different amazing things see so many amazing places and then you come home to like the same town and you feel like you've changed so much but everything else is exactly the same and i think it's like you start to you start to get that feeling of like a big po- big posh big big fish in a little pond um and i really struggled when i came back from camp because even though like i look back now and i was only 19 but you do i think it's because you've been on such a high and you come back and it's like well what else do i have to look forward to now i've made these friends that i can't really see because they don't live near me i mean one of them does but she never wants to see me but (laughs) that's a joke half a joke um and yeah i think it's like a hard pill to swallow i do think that anybody that has traveled or lived away from home will understand that like you go and you're dead independent and then living your best life and then you're back home and nothing's changed but obviously i'm so happy being where i am now but i would say that was like the second part of my struggle with mental health like i just felt like i couldn't pick myself up and i wasn't even like myself to be around like i'm I'm sure my friends probably noticed but we've never actually really talked about it but i definitely wasn't the same and i i would say that that was the start of like a bit of social anxiety and stuff around that um that was 2015 and i'd say i was pretty plain sailing and then the worst year of my life and i feel like i'm actually about to sound like that video of katie price where like what is it a horse got run over she was held hostage with harvey like that thing on this morning i feel like i'm about to sound that but 2018 i tell no lie was the worst year of my life like it doesn't even sound bad but i feel like when you're struggling with your mental health something as simple as burning a toast can just tip you over the edge and i just felt like that year that it was like one thing after another it started off i started off the year and i got a letter off university and they basically long story short they thought i like played i don't know why i'm sharing all this but they thought i was like plagiarizing an essay i wasn't like clean my name but still to get a letter through to say more or less that you could be getting kicked out of uni is terrifying that was like smack bang in january then anybody that knows me knew that i was like in love with my dog and i had to get my dog put down um just loads of things just kept on happening that year like i had relationship troubles and stuff at the time and it was just like one knock after the other and that was when I decided to go to the doctors and seek help because I didn't feel like I was coping very well 
and luckily for me because you do hear some people not having good experiences at the doctors and that's not to slight our NHS but sadly your experience with your mental health can t- completely rely on like whoever it is you get to speak to and how they react and that's why it's so important to always be nice and be kind because you genuinely never know what people are going through like I don't know how I'd have coped if I had quite an ignorant doctor that didn't take me seriously but luckily um, the doctor I went and seen was fantastic and referred me to like CBT and which is cognitive behavioural therapy so she was amazing but obviously sadly that's not the case for everybody um, and I also felt very lucky in that sense that when I was at the appointment they told me that it was going to be like four to six weeks before I could see someone and that might not seem like the end of the world to some people but when you feel like your mental health is at an all-time low like you're anxious you're depressed that feels like oh my god can somebody just help me now like I need the help I needed the help yesterday let alone in six weeks time but I was very fortunate that a space cleared up so I was able to see somebody within like a week or so so then I went to CBT which is for anybody that doesn't know you basically well mine was group sessions <laughs> and looking back it's actually hilarious which I know is such a bad thing to say but I'm not slated the NHS and it did actually really help me but when you first go there you think who has thought this through like every in the room is anxious and depressed and you've got us all in a group expecting us to speak like no oh the awkward silences used to absolutely kill me they'd like come out of a really good like a uh, coping mechanism and then ask us to share a story and it would just be like me and like three I think it was like three other women and one man and we'd just all be staring at the ground just wanting them to stop asking us to join in but that's a little side note anyway but um two main things one of the things I learned from the CBD course and another thing I learned from Sue at CrossFit Sue Baldwin so definitely give her a follow on Instagram because she puts amazing mindset stuff on her page like she's the guru of mindset and two things that I learned off both of those is one was you can't eat an elephant whole which when the CBT lady said that to me I was like Jesus Christ why am I here like I know it's for free but come on but it actually makes so much sense and it's something that I still use today now when you're quite anxious I find obviously I'm really aware of I don't want to speak for everybody because it's such mental health is such a broad spectrum that it affects people in so many different ways but I'm only obviously speaking of my personal experiences now when I'm feeling anxious everything feels overwhelming it's like I can't think logically like you could say the simplest thing to me and I'll get overwhelmed and think that you hate me and the world's against me and what you can't eat an elephant whole means is we can sometimes look at the problem and be quite overwhelmed by it and it's huge like an elephant and you think oh my god no I can't cope with that so you bury your head or you get anxious or depressed or you just run away from it in general and what the don't eat an elephant whole means is dissect it piece by piece have a nibble on a leg rather than trying to devour this whole poor elephant on its own take out little chunks and make it smaller and I find that really helps say if I have a big problem ahead of me I'm trying to think of an example that I've had um, 
say if um, I've spoken to a friend and she sounded a little bit off and then instead of my head going like 10 to the dozen and overthinking loads of how she hates me she's going to tell everybody else to hate me and then I'll have no friends I take a little chunk out of it and I think well actually maybe she's had a bad day or maybe she's her phone's about to die she's on low battery she can't text back or you know it do, it's not always as big as what it seems is what I'm saying and the one that Sue taught me which is the one I use the most actually and I recommend this to everybody is the data versus drama method and what that means is again when I say like my when my anxiety is bad I just do not think logically so you can find that your mind runs away with itself and creates these scenarios that don't even exist so what the data and drama does is it makes you look at what's facts what can be proven and what is drama so what you've created in your head and whatever you've created in your head you're meant to rub out or throw away because you can't control it you can't prove it so why worry over it and I find that that definitely helps me the most you can write that down but I've got to a stage now where I can do it pretty much in my head um, and yeah that one really helps me um, and I think another thing to help with mental health is knowing your own triggers so obviously most people know that alcohol is a depressant but I really don't have I was just going to say I don't have a good relationship with alcohol which sounds like well it sounds worse than what it is but what I mean by that is if I go and get like blackout drunk I can't wake up the next day and find it funny like I will feel so anxious and just want the ground to swallow me up and I hate it when people are like oh my god do you remember saying this do you remember saying that do you remember doing this like I can't I can after a while but even some nights out there are some nights out that I have lived where no I'm no one is speaking to me about that night it didn't happen I don't know who she was it wasn't me and um, yeah I just I can get overwhelmed by that and I think it's a mixture obviously alcohol is depressant but what I mean by knowing your triggers is I now know that there's only certain people I can drink around because I feel comfortable and I feel safe around them and if I do make a bit of an idiot out of myself I don't care because it was around people that I trust so um I think that it's just knowing what sets you off like some people they're fine and alcohol it doesn't affect their anxiety whereas I just know it does for me so if I'm going out with new people or people that I like but I don't feel completely comfortable around I just know to watch my drink a little bit because I'm going to be crippled with anxiety for weeks afterwards like I've done it before now where I've been on like back when I was like a lifeguard I mean don't get me wrong if any of those lifeguards are listening now we had some absolute wild times like the best night taught of my life but when I moved over to like different leisure centres and if I'd go on a night out with them with that state, same wild mentality and I woke up the next day thinking, oh my God, Ellie, what on earth did you do last night? I just wouldn't take on a shift or I'd go work at another site and I just wouldn't work at that site. Like I couldn't face it. So that's what I mean about knowing your triggers. Like understand yourself, make a note of like if you are starting to feel anxious maybe make a list of what you've done today or what's happened in your week that and then if you start to see a bit of a correlation know that that is what is triggering you and that can cause your anxiety Um, everybody's different so everyone will have different triggers and it is just minimizing them or knowing how to deal with them when they do crop up because obviously 
I'm saying it like I'm like a saint here, like, oh no, I don't drink around people I don't know that well, like I'm in complete control. Oh God, no, it still happens where I get absolutely white girl wasted and don't remember a thing the next day. Lockdown's been a blessing to me, really. My mental health's never been better because I've not been able to go and get drunk and make a fool of myself. But yeah, that is basically what I, those three things that I've listed. So can't eat an elephant hole, data versus drama and knowing your own triggers are the main things that I would say help have helped me with my mental health and I would also say to people that are listening is I can't stress enough that a problem shared is a problem half so speak to people like I always think that people get so worried about opening up and that fear of judgment and I always think would you ever judge someone if they opened up to you about your mental health about their mental health sorry you wouldn't so don't expect that people are going to do the same to you and if unfortunately as I mentioned before that not everybody has brilliant experiences when they do open up to people about their mental health just know that that is always a reflection on them and never a reflection on you and your mental health issues Um, it says everything about them and the people that matter don't mind and the people that mind don't matter so if someone reacts badly or belittles you over your when you open up to them about your anxieties then please do not take that as a reflection and that you shouldn't take it on yourself and that you should not take your mental health seriously it literally says nothing about what you're going through but says everything about how they deal with it so i hope nobody does have to go through that but obviously it does happen and yeah my, as i always say my dms are always open um at ellie ish pt on instagram if anybody ever needs to speak because i obviously know firsthand how um, much of a struggle it can be so yeah always speak to somebody and i don't mean to end it on a very deep and cheesy note but that's my style just always know as well if anybody is listening to this and they're really struggling at the moment because obviously lockdown itself it has completely turned people's worlds upside down just know that you matter and that there is always a way through and nothing bad lasts forever i mean if i can come out of 2018 <laughs> anybody can come out of anything and it does it does get better and you will get through it <laughs>